history of bowel disease. Ask your doctor when you should start screening and how often it should be done. Ask your doctor if a less invasive alternative to traditional colonoscopy called low-dose CT colonography or virtual colonoscopy might be right for you. Remember, colon cancer is highly treatable when detected early. Schedule your screening exam today. For more information, visit radiologyinfo.org. This health reminder is from the Radiological Society of North America. I'm Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlan, asking Louisiana seniors to call us before making changes to your Medicare plan. Calling a number you saw on TV promising discounts and benefits may switch your plan to one that's not right for you. Instead, call the Senior Health Insurance Program. We make sure your doctors and medications are covered, and we check to see if you qualify for help with Medicare costs. Contact us at 1-800-259-5300. Brought to you by the Senior Health Insurance Information Program. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Kyrie is a master at what he does. Kyrie's walking around wearing a green jacket, working out with high school teams and college basketball teams and NBA teams. Like, he is that special, special of a talent. And when you think about what he adds to the Brooklyn Nets, that is such an extra pop for a team that, scoring-wise, is one of the most gifted teams there is in the NBA. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hour number two, the Sports Hangover off and running. Coming up this hour, Ralph Marlboro will join us. Normally in the 2 o'clock hour, now we move them to 1. He's got meetings there today and other people work. So we'll talk about that. Christian Clark's going to join us at 115. We'll talk Pelicans as they get back into action tonight. Taking on the Portland Trailblazers in a uh, you-better-not-lose game, right? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what that camel Wednesday hump day is what it is. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to join in the conversation. I've had a little fun. We open up the first segment and join at the expense of the Lakers. Falling all the way to the 11th spot now. 4-13 and 13 out of the All-Star break. Right now, currently. In 11th place. Words of wisdom. Yep, always a good thing. Currently eighth right now, eighth worst record in all of the NBA. And all that means is if the season ended today, the Pelicans would own that draft pick and select a, well, how's the lottery work? It's real simple. 14 teams go into the lottery. Unfortunately, we probably know too much of this being here in New Orleans as of late. But the good thing is this, right? You got the lottery. You're going to have the lottery right before the playoffs or when the playoffs first start. There's the commissioner. All you need to know is this. When the envelope opening begins, you want to see the Lakers logo. One, two, three. That'd be fantastic. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or ten. If the Laker logo 
comes out of that envelope. Ten or less, right? The New Orleans Pelicans have that draft pick. So right now, if the season ended today and they held the lottery and the Lakers stayed at eighth, at eight, the New Orleans Pelicans select eighth in the first round. They have that draft pick. It's theirs. So obviously, you um, are happy in a couple of different ways. And quite honestly, it is what it is. You can call me and tell me that's a shame. I shouldn't, you know, have fun at their expense, but I am. Inbound deep in the left corner, front court. Into Bullock, turns, fires, and hits a three-pointer. Most points in any half this season, 82 for the Dallas Mavericks. 82 points, that that was at halftime. <laughs> that was at halftime. Dallas had 82 points at halftime. That's what they had. And, of course, the national media, what do we do with LeBron James, Tim Legler? I would have said absolutely not if you asked me that question a week ago. I, I'm starting to wonder now, as you get to this point, uh, Anthony Davis had one practice under his belt, but apparently still felt some things. So Uh-oh. I don't expect to see him maybe at all this year. If that's the case, is LeBron James going to be out there playing on you know one and a half legs with this ankle that's swollen and stiff and and trying to just drag this thing across the finish line and the reward being can you get into a 10 seed play on the road potentially get eliminated after one game or if you somehow win that game you still have to win another game to get into the postseason and then your reward for that is you get the phoenix suns exactly now along those lines same thing with the pelicans 7-8 right now is the T-Wolves and the Clippers. Minnesota 7, the Clippers are 8. Okay, so let's say right now the season ended, it's the Pelicans hosting the Spurs, the Pop Roaches. I don't know if that makes me feel any better, by the way. At least with the Lakers, I think the Pelicans match up in a certain amount of ways with them and probably have a better overall team. If AD plays, of course, that is a different team. And he and AD uh, and LeBron can go nuts on you. I understand that. Spurs are just uh, they're a tough matchup. But the T-Wolves and Clippers will then play. The winner of that game is the seventh seed. The loser plays the winner of what would be right now the Pelicans and Spurs. Got it? Seven takes on eight. Nine takes on ten. The loser of the seven-eight matchup plays the winner of the nine-ten matchup. Then the winner of that game is the eighth seed. The Suns are currently the top seed by eight and a half games over the Memphis Grizzlies. They're past the Golden State Warriors, folks. Memphis is the two seed. They're 18 and two without Ja. Gives you an idea how good that team is. Suns, Grizzlies, Warriors, one, two, three. Mavericks are four. Utah are five. Denver, six. T-Wolves, Clippers. Now, speaking of the Clippers, last night they played. BG is back. Paul George in his first game back. Also, was asked after the game how that um, whole situation will maybe help their playoff run. But first off, how do you feel coming back? Uh, felt good. I mean, but um, <clears throat> honestly, I was well prepared coming into tonight. Um, I shouted out the guys that was working with me through, uh, you know, when those guys were playing games and those guys was on the road. Um, you know, I was at Honey Training Center grinding, um, trying to get back and, and get back healthy and get in shape. And, um, you know, the, the crew that was there to work with me really pushed me. And uh, um, one person I didn't shout out was B. Shaw. 
Bichal really whipped me into shape. Uh, and so, you know, it, it just got me prepared to play. All right. And then, of course, obviously, what could that mean for that playoff run? And I bring that up because after the Lakers on Sunday, the Pels stay in L.A., take on the Clippers. So they're going to see Paul George here this weekend. I mean, hopefully it just raises the intensity, um, you know, give the team a boost uh, of morale, um, fresh energy. Um, but, you know, let the guys believe we really got a fighting chance. Yesterday before the team boarded their flights, and you heard it if you were listening to the show when they flew over the house here, over the Cat and Gale Hacienda, we um, had Jonas and Jose Alvarado speak to the local media. And of course, Jose, awesome picture back on Monday, signing his contract, four years, 6.5 million, 3.4 of that guaranteed. And in the photo, you saw Billy Hernan Gomez and Brandon Ingram arm in arm with him. And look, you got to imagine he was excited after practice yesterday to talk about what it's like to put pen to paper. Oh, man, it's amazing. Like another drink. It's a drink come true. Like, uh, it's all like, it was just a shock. And like, you know, signing the papers and smiling and seeing my mom and dad and, you know, my daughter and everyone just so excited. And like I said, like, you can't put it really put it in words how, like, bad I, like, I dreamed about this and then finally doing it. And it's, it's amazing. So it's a dream come true again. Fans absolutely love this guy, and more importantly, his teammates do as well. You saw many of them taking photos and attending the contract signing. It shows, you know, how we are as a team. You know, just as a brotherhood, family. You know, Bi. You know, Willie. Um, uh, Najee. You know, a lot of people just came out and showed me love, and it means a lot. Seeing them, you know, knowing that my family is not literally like down the street, but for them, like you said, an off day, and for them, just take time out their day and then come back to the gym and seeing them, me sign the paper is pretty, pretty cool. And also, you've seen him, and you saw him post it after the win, by the way, Sunday, I believe, against the Lakers. He posted, he's like, Nola, you know, another place like home, no doubt about it, and he loves being here. And, you know, like I said, I can relate to the city. I relate to the people around it. Like I said, like, you know, the, the nature of the weather, you know, you know, brings Nola, try to bring Nola down. We keep standing up, fighting, and that's how I stand about my life. You know, stuff going to bring you down, but you're going to come back up, stand up, and fight, keep fighting, whatever it comes to us. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas on seeing Jose sign the contract. Very happy. You know, he deserved it. He's been working hard. Maybe at the time he's acting like a vet, but, you know, <laughs> but he deserved it. And he was hardworking, huge part of our team, what we do. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy for him, for his family. You know, that's that's the minimum what he can, what he can accomplish. Acting like a vet in what way? Getting massaged before a game for two hours. <laughs> that might be a little veteran move, but, but uh, yeah, he deserved it. That'd be nice. I'm not lie to you. Um, here's the other aspect of it, though, as Jonas was talking about and what Jose was talking about it here as well, in that you see the building, you see the camaraderie, you see everybody really happy for one another. And it's what I've been talking about in that, Look, I, I'm fully aware the Phoenix Suns, the Grizzlies, uh, they're another step. When healthy and playing well, Golden State's another step. I understand that. It's about building. You know, we've referenced it before. The Saints run in 06 was surprising. It was fun because it was unexpected. And then when the expectations start, then all of a sudden, you know, you have that disappointment of no playoffs. 
seven oh eight, and then you win the Super Bowl. But all that is building. It just it takes some time. Very few instances do you see just out of the blue. Hey, you're gonna go and win championships. I like making sure that you, you can have sustainability, especially in a market like this. It's just what it is. You have to build. One of the reasons and one of the things we talked about with JD yesterday and others this week already was that, yes, C.J. McCollum's trade and move, key, no doubt. See the leadership. See his on-the-court performance. Guy doesn't flinch. Give me the ball. When, you know, that Bulls game, they made a run, he had one of those runs. But also when the Bulls and Lakers win, you saw young guys step in. And it could be just a 5-0 run, right, by Larry Nance, a three and a dunk. Trey Murphy, a three and a dunk in that Bulls game that altered the game. Alvarado going on a quick little run. Those little things matter, and you got to have that. And as Todd pointed out to me yesterday, and it's a very true thing, that Lakers draft pick, right, that draft pick that you have essentially, you – um. Your roster's pretty much set. You got 14 contracts right now. Now, maybe Garrett Temple moves in a coaching role. Willie Green is very fond of Garrett Temple. The team is as well. It's just on the court, right? Maybe it's time to hang it up. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But for the most part, your roster is, is set already with contracted players. So I like this. This has been... And we played earlier in the show, Frank Vogel saying, every game now is a playoff. Yes, Willie Green talked about that over the weekend. Every game is a playoff. And and how these games help, these games matter. So all of those things, I think, do matter. And it's building, building, right? And this is what he had to say, Valentino. Oh, you know, we're building on something. You know, those games, Chicago game, uh, last game against Lakers, you know, that's playoffs games and uh, we're building on that building our chemistry building you know our our attitude too you know we're we want to we want to win we want to be tough we want to be you know hard playing team so i think that's what we're showing so we'll talk a little bit more about that here coming up with christian clark about the pills taking on portland as well as we mentioned earlier in the show Malcolm Jenkins retiring. He announced it on the podcast with Ryan Clark. And so, yeah, now the Saints, and I guess what one of the things that a lot of people are wondering with that re- retirement, the relief money, and Malcolm Jenkins, how much of that still stays with you? We'll talk about that here at the bottom of the hour with Ralph Marlboro. There's some savings. You still have a lot of that that's still going to be a cap hit to you. So save a little north of a million we still got to have to pay a lot of that contract still, uh, I think around 11 over the next two years. So uh, we'll talk on all of that and more, but Christian Clark is next on ESPN New Orleans. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you worked in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. 
Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. Your new Ford dealership in LaFouche Parish is Calvin Braxton Ford. You may need your vehicle serviced, but you don't want to drive too far. Get ready for some good news. The Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department in Lockport is now open. And better yet, they truly want to keep your vehicle running at its best. Now offering a special on gas-only oil changes, just $39.95 up to 5 quarts. Plus, with four new tires, your alignment is only $69.95. Yeah, Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Always on the run and short on cash? With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed they say that once you give him control he'll own your brain forever now back to the sports hangover with gus kattengel Shot clock at 10. Valanchunas got to get it to ingram now left block That's back exactly and down reeves fall away jumper got it That's exactly what you want over austin reeves yeah, austin reeves he might as well be Austin Powers defensively on that one. He cannot <laughs> guard Brandon Ingram in that situation. John DeShazer, Todd Graffinini, they'll have the call on radio right here on ESPN New Orleans. You're home for Pelicans basketball. Coming up at 9 o'clock tonight, Pelicans are a 14-point favorite over Portland. To help us talk about that in the state of the NBA, Mr. Christian Clark covers your Pelicans for the Picky Union and the Advocate. Christian, good afternoon to you, sir. How are you? Not accounting for the possibility of a Didi Lozada revenge game, I don't think. We aren't going to see Josh Hart likely either, are we? No, no. I just, I mean, I just checked it a couple of minutes ago, and he's out with uh, left knee tendinopathy, which is a fancy way of saying uh, tendinitis in his left knee. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's a severe tendinitis. <laughs> no, this is one of those uh, no moss situations, Christian. I, I was kind of being funny, but not really. When I started the show and, and said this is a game where you you don't win this one, like don't get on the plane. We're going to call a bus for you. You're Ubering to the next city. I mean, ain't no dinner for you, things like that. Like you cannot lose this game, right? I mean, they're missing a ton of players, whether it's on purpose or not. 
so they're not at full strength. You better get this one. Yeah, I mean, this is if, if you're serious about making the play-in tournament, I mean, you just absolutely positively can't lose this game. I mean, obviously, no Damian Lillard. He's been ruled out for the rest of the season. But, you know, no Josh Hart, no Anthony Simons, no Yusuf Nurkic. I mean, it's it's pretty much just like five random guys in the starting line. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't even – I mean, it really is kind of like facing a G League team tonight, uh, basically. And, I mean, look, I think the Pelicans, like, when CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram both play, uh, they're pretty good. I mean, they're 5-1 they're post-All-Star break with, with Ingram in the lineup, and their only loss came to the Nuggets when they had led by 10 in the fourth quarter, and mm-hmm. it pretty much just took Nicole Jokic going supernova for, for them to lose that game. Christian, when you look at that game and really the, this homestand that went 2-1, and one, I thought key moments in that game were won by players not named the two players you just mentioned. Because, look, those are the stars on this team currently right now. Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum, and obviously you can't win without them. But the importance of down the stretch right now that the Pels are getting key moments from Larry Nance. A quick 5-0 run by Trey Murphy. Or 16-point quarter by Trey Murphy. Six steals by Herb Jones. Like, when you're getting young players like that, Alvarado, just doing that, uh, I don't know. I mean, should I not get nearly as excited as I feel like, man, this team can really be good when you add a guy named Zion? No, I mean, I feel that way too. I mean, my, my biggest takeaway from that comeback win over the Lakers was that three rookies, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, and Jose Alvarado were all really important parts of that, I believe it was a nine-man rotation pretty much that they threw out against the Lakers. I mean, Trey Murphy pretty much saved that game with those 16 points in the no doubt. quarter. Um, I mean, you know, Jose is just really, really steady at backup point guard. I mean, we know what he can do defensively. He's also just a really incredible decision maker. And then, I mean, you know, Herb Jones has been – you know, one of the team's most consistent players all season. So that was that was like the headline for me. I mean, CJ and BI kind of closed things out in the fourth quarter and did, you know, what they're paid to do, but they were only in that position because of the rooks. When you look at also in that homestand, you know, obviously I think the importance of energy and kind of getting into that. The other thing too, and again, I'm not saying it's an underlining thing, but it's something that you have to deal with. You can't always um, bank on it, but – I feel like officiating was talked about a lot in the Bulls game, the Spurs game for sure, and sometimes in that Lakers game. Some ridiculous technical fouls being called. One on Trey Murphy, literally the official told Willie Green he looked at him. Apparently that's a technical now in the NBA. Um, but I, I kind of get the sense and feel, man. Everything with the, the tension and the pressure, these final seven is going to come. How you handle moments like that is going to be key for this team, huh? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I guess I hadn't even thought about that, but it, like the officiating, you know, it, it has been kind of a talking point after a lot of these games lately. I mean, the Charlotte game on the road, that one kind of changed after Herb Jones got got thrown out in the third quarter, which was a uh, <laughs> a pretty questionable call to say the least. Best, but, yeah. No, totally. And I, I like the way Willie Green talks about the officiating too. He's like, look, we haven't really earned the benefit of the doubt yet. Like that's something we have to do. And like, he's, he's pretty consistent all season and that you just, you can't really react to the officiating too much. Like he's kind of of the mind that like, you just have to control what you can control. And to me, I mean, I, I think that's like the right thing to be teaching your team. I mean, it's, 
like you you almost never see Willie complain to the official during a game. And then, you know, that's a uh, pretty big contrast from Stan and a huge contrast from Alvin. I mean, Alvin, like, it seemed like every game he was going to call Kiki Vandeweghe at halftime to complain about the officiating. So mm-hmm. it's a, a really big change. So you look at this road trip here, Portland, Lakers, Clippers, and Kings. Obviously, everyone's going to focus on Friday. We talked about the game today here already. That Clippers game is interesting to me. Right now, it's T-Wolves and Clippers in the 7-8 battle. Whoever loses that game will be the opponent, whoever wins the you know, 9-10 battle, which right now would be Pels and Spurs. They got Paul George back yesterday. In the matchups against the Clippers, what stood out to you between the Pels and them? Oh, man. I mean, I guess the thing that I really think back to is when Jonas hit those seven threes <laughs> against the Clippers. Um, I mean, that was almost an out-of-body experience. But they played them pretty well this year. Um, I mean, I think Herb Jones did a nice job on Paul George at at that game in New Orleans for the most part. Um, but I mean, it, to me, I, even, even with Paul George, like I, I think that's a pretty big, you know, it's a winnable game for the Pelicans for sure. Um, you know, I think like if it were to come down to a, you know, like say the Pelicans win their playing game and they have to face the Clippers, like I think the coaching matchup of that would be fascinating because I mean, Willie Green, I think done, has done a great job this year, but he's a first year head coach. Like Ty Lue is arguably the coach you'd want in, you know, a playoff situation over anyone else. Like he's a proven, incredible playoff coach. So, like I would be really curious just about like, you know, like the tactical battles in a game like that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, obviously, we are, are focusing and keeping an eye on those standings and that battle for a number of reasons when it comes to the Lakers. You and I kind of texted a little bit earlier this morning, had a little fun as to how who's being blamed, where it's going, what have you. Do you legitimately think? They don't make the play-in because obviously Pels fans are not only enjoying that aspect of it, but they're keeping an eye on the fact that that draft pick would be given to the Pelicans if it's in the top ten. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think the Lakers are in eighth right now. If the season yep. were over today, they would enter the pre-draft lottery, um, you know, with, I guess, the eighth best odds of getting uh, that number one pick. I mean, that's... You know, we're we're starting to get in some really interesting territory. I didn't I didn't check like the tankathon odds, but I think like where the Lakers currently are, that has like a thirty two percent chance of of leaping into the top four. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the the best thing you can do if you're the Pelicans for a variety of reasons is you know win that last head to head matchup against the Lakers and just keep winning and and hope the Lakers lose um, because man, the way things are going, like that's could be a really, really interesting pick, you know, if you want to use it yourself or or just trade it if you're really, really serious about, you know, being super competitive next year. Yeah, no doubt, seeing what you can or cannot do. Look, obviously, it got some games to be played. We mentioned seven. Other teams have to play them as well. But go back, if you can, for me on that Saturday. I, I just feel like a play-in game against the Spurs, almost rather the Lakers, as crazy as that sounds, even with a, a healthy AD. Am I nuts, or am I just um, kind of just focusing on what just happened? I just, I, I, I'm not as comfy against Pop in a play-in situation. It's definitely, I mean, just Pop in any situation like that makes you a little bit nervous. But I, I think I go the other way because it's, it's kind of looking like AD is, is going to be back later this week. You know, there's a possibility he's even yeah. back Friday against the Pelicans. I mean, to me, I would rather face 
pop and like the one all-star that the Spurs have, DeJounte Murray and, and the rest of those guys who are just, you know, pretty solid role players rather than the Lakers as dysfunctional as they've been and didn't have to go against LeBron and AD. Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather just have to face, you know, like the, the elite coach and some pretty good players versus like two elite players in, in just that playing game. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um, Give me your headline for tonight before you even write it. What do you think your headline will be tonight? Pels take care of business, something like that? Oh, man. Uh, Well, do you think they cover? Let me ask you that. Oh, I know, right? 14 points. Have they been been that big a favorite ever Um, this season? I can't really think of them being that much of a favorite this game, huh? Yeah, I mean, 14, I think, is the biggest one I've seen since I've been here, maybe, in, in the Bell's favor. But, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to they're gonna mess around. Like, I, I think they put it away in the third quarter, and, and they get to just, like, empty out the bench in the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to be up for this one for sure. I mean, Ingram is well-rested. He looked, he looked great in that game against the Lakers to me. And, it's you know, it's, it's taken him some time in the past when he's come back from injury to, to get all the way back. So that was... It was good to see him just like look in rhythm from like game one post injury. Mm-hmm. No, and at the same time, to your point, uh, the more you mess around, the more stuff can take place. And look, at the end of the day, this is what you want. You want the opportunity to be in front, not only of you, but in your own hands. And the Pels can. I mean, you're, you finally have gotten to the point where you control your own destiny. You're going to face the Lakers. You're going to face the, the Clippers. You got two games against Portland, which should be games that you should get. And, you know, two of your last three at home, Portland being one, Golden State, who knows where they're going to be there in that last game. That may be a everybody rest before the playoffs start. So you want it. It's there. I don't think you can, you know, catch the, the eight spot, which, again, the way Carl Anthony Towns and the T-Wolves are playing, it's going to be a very interesting sort of thing. But you can at least get in the play-in, and it's up to you. Yeah, the the end of the NBA season is always – hilarious too because it's like you at the beginning of the season you're looking at the schedule and you're like oh grizzlies second to last game you know warriors right. last game like those are two pretty tough ones but then you get down to it and it it's kind of looking like the grizzlies are going to be locked into that two spot you know mm-hmm. i think there's a good chance like the, the warriors are kind of locked into their spot so it's like are they going to have anything to play for i mean they might not be difficult games at all um but you never know about those games you know at the beginning of the season so I mean, maybe they are easy games. I don't know if they're, you know, the Grizzlies and the Warriors are just going to rest. But, yeah, these, you know, the two games in L.A. Uh, are the really critical ones. Like, can you can you get one of those two to me? Yeah, no doubt. Christian, uh, enjoy the game tonight. Should be fun. And more importantly, I always like rooting against the Lakers. Come on. I'm not the only one, right, that enjoys what 82 points in the first half, dude. 82. <laughs> <laughs> 82. It's my new favorite pastime. I pour a glass of wine after a loss, and I just literally type in Lakers on the Twitter feed, and I just enjoy. I just scroll and enjoy. I really do. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a great hobby, man. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for your time. Go give Christian a follow on Twitter at cclark underscore one three. Comes the Pelicans for the Picayune and the Advocate. Thank you, bud. When we come back, Sean Fox. Uh, I'm sorry. Ralph Marlboro. Ralph Marlboro joins us. Sean's 215 now. They switch spots. Uh, it's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Yeah,
Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. Shell B Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against four main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. In engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope. Our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. He's back. He's like the same that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Malcolm Jenkins retiring today. Saints will still be on the hook for a little of that money. But... He will get some sort of savings here a little bit, and he uh, announced it a little bit earlier on the Ryan Jenkins podcast. has to say today. Yeah, I'm excited to announce that after 13 seasons, I'm retiring from the game of football. Hold up. Me- All right, so there you go, and that is him retiring. Team has uh, made it official as well as he ends various posts. Ralph Marlboro, uh joins us now. At Saints Forecast over on Twitter. And, of course, the Saints Happy Hour podcast. First off, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, Gus. Now that Malcolm Jenkins is retired, I think we need to fund to sign the freaking Honey Badger campaign. Okay. We need a billboard. That's where I was going. We need a guy in a truck with a megaphone outside Airline <laughs> Drive. Like, we need to get this done. Like, mm-hmm. we, I mean, I think we could all pull some resources together. I know a guy with an old Ford pickup truck. We can make this happen. We need to, we need to squeeze Mickey Loomis. So he signs the honey badger. That's my main takeaway from Malcolm Jenkins' style. 
I was going to ask you a week ago, you were a little concerned. You, uh, along with Scott Prather from ESPN Lafayette, who joins us on Wednesdays in the first hour, he he was concerned of the lack of signings and free agency activity. Mm-hmm. Ralph, though, since I've last talked to you, uh, they did <laughs> sign a receiver. They brought back uh, Traquan Smith, and you know, yeah. they brought in another yeah. safety for a one-year deal. And I, I guess the way you answer that tells me how you feel right now, yeah. that uh, yeah. you got to like, go, you you go get Tyron Matthew. Daniel Sorensen, he's a nice guy. He sold me great auto insurance. Uh, he he looks like a he looks like a your nice next door neighbor that everybody likes. Um, I, my thing with the, the the thing that's funny to me, Gus, is we're going so crazy over moves. Mm-hmm. Like think we lost our mind that they didn't sign Montez Gambling. And people right. mad they they resigned Traquan Smith. It's the same dude. They paid like eighty percent less, mm-hmm. but you know. Um, my thing with the Saints right now is it's weird in that I feel like there's a bottle, like there's a bottleneck at, at free agency. Like there's a bunch of guys out there, like Will Fuller and Landry and Clowney, that should have decent offers. I don't quite understand why free agency seems to be so frozen solid right now. Like it's not just the Saints not making moves that's driving us crazy. It's right. the whole league. Like I feel like. Normally in free agency, now granted, it's not as wild as it is at the beginning, but you go to PFT and you, you can check it, you know, at your lunch break. You can see three, four signings a day. I mean, it's basically frozen solid, which is mm-hmm. just odd, you know? Ralph, do you think a lot of it is, especially because a lot of these areas that you're talking about specifically, and let's just bring one up, receiver, right, Ralph? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are still some pretty noticeable name players that are out there available at receiver, but this is also a draft that's stocked full of receiver. So maybe in the first or second round you can get that in. I just wonder if teams and, and coaches are saying, you know what, um, if they're still available, that's maybe a reason for it. And mm-hmm. B, I don't have to go pay 10 to 12 to 7 to 8 to 9 million a season when I can get a guy for four or five years under a rookie deal. Exactly. I think Kansas City kind of went nuts with Scantling, and they were like, sure, we'll give you $30 million, yeah. $18 million guaranteed basically the first two years uh, because we lost Ty- Tyreek Hill, and we have all this money. But I think teams like the Saints look at it, and you know, Jarvis Landry reportedly fired his agent because he wants $20 million a year. And I think the Saints and other teams are like, Landry, we'll pay you $20 million, but that'll be for like three years. Right. And I just think teams are not moving up the number. And Listen, I would advise these receivers, like, if you don't get a deal done before the draft, like, if the Saints, like, for instance, if they're negotiating with Will Fuller, right, or another team, they go into a draft and they draft a speed guy in the second or third round, the offers that the players have now, I think at receiver, they're going to get worse. Like, right. At receiver, then you then it just becomes well I'll just wait until somebody gets hurt in August and sign then but I don't think that's going to be any better than now I think you're right I think I think the the receiver market got so out of whack like Christian Kirk he has never had a thousand yards he got a ridiculous offer from Jacksonville and even Stanley like he got the ridiculous offer from Kansas City so I get like if you're Will Fuller or you're Jarvis Ramsey and you're like well Stanley got ten million a year why can't I get that so it's just it's this weird market where the, the receiver market, I don't even know the right analogy, but it's just so out of whack. And the Saints are just like, we're not paying it. And they're going to wait it out. 
But the thing is, guys, you can't depend. You can't expect to get three, four starters in the draft. So they've they've got to figure out things, and they got to figure out things. They got to figure out things: safety, offensive tackle, wide receiver, yeah. Like it's a lot of stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I'm, you know, I I guess I'm not in panic mode just yet because I look at it as where you are. Um, you know, I don't consider them as a Super Bowl contender. I, I consider them as a team trying to figure out where they are, who they are. And as I said to Scott, now I'll guess pass along to you. I think the question marks don't just stop at players. I, I don't know how P. Carmichael is going to be in his first year offensively. How is this offense? Is it plug and play? Is it Sean Light? I don't know. Um, I have an idea about Dennis Allen, but I don't know. And I like what I hear about Jameis Winston and what he and how he spoke this week. And I think one of the most important things I heard from Dennis Allen was not only he gave us the philosophy, he said, augment through free agency, build your team through the draft, but also him, Ralph, making the trip to California and sitting and speaking with Michael Thomas, I thought maybe gave us a first glimpse as to what kind of coach this guy is going to be and how important he viewed that to actually be. Oh, I, I 100% agree, and I think it's a good sign. But you know, we don't know what Dennis Allen, you know, we had, Sean Payton had been around so long, we could kind of predict almost how he was going to react to losses and how he was going to, sometimes he would push players in public, sometimes he wouldn't. Like, remember, Pete on, on, played terrible, and he's like, he's got to play better. And you don't know, like, you don't know how Dennis Allen, how's he going to react when the Saints lose a couple of really hard, heartbreak games back-to-back? How's he going to react when, if a player punches another player in practice, like these are all things that like, we don't know how he's going to react mm-hmm. uh, that are like non football things. Right. But it matters. Right. Because if you, you lose the locker room or things go sideways, it becomes hard to pull it back. Sure. And these are all things that we didn't, we don't even think about with Sean Payton. Cause we're like, Sean's got it. He's been here forever. He can, he knows how to handle it with Dennis Allen. I think he might, but you never know. And, and these things are, are, are difficult. I think, your point about that it's not players is 100%, 100% correct. The one thing I'll say about Jameis is I really like his press. Like, I really like Jameis. I root for him. People on the Internet think I hate him. But I really <laughs> like him. They, they do, too, because I was right. like, I just said, I just said, hey, Jameis, he didn't get that great of a deal. I thought he was going to get, like, three. I thought he was going to get the Teddy Bridgewater, three-year, $60 million deal for somebody. He didn't. So I was like, I'm glad he's back, but his market was terrible. And people took that as, like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I really like him. And I think the, he spoke about how I only can control what I can control. And I, that's a cliche. But the thing is, the team likes him. They rally to him. And I think that matters at quarterback. I remember Joe Burrow. I was reading something about him. And his final year at LSU, like, he had already graduated. So he, just took, so he took, like, leadership courses, right? And he's just like, I just want to know how other people in other walks of life lead. Because I'm a right. quarterback, and I need to I need to know how to lead better. And I I think he autographed like his final project, and, like sent it to his his, uh, his his professor when they were in the national championship. And that to me is something that quarterbacks you might not be the best player in your team, but you got to be the best leader. And I mm-hmm. think Jameis does it, so he's already ahead of the game. Um, and oh, by the way, Gus, can we just take a second and make fun of the entire NFC South? Did you see Arthur Blank was like, oh, no, no, we, Deshaun Watson, I, who was that? We barely talked about it. We weren't really interested. Like the whole NFC South is just 
like Mariah Carey needs with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, I don't know her. You know, like they're just gonna they're just gonna try to pretend that they didn't go head over heels for Deshaun yeah. Watson, and and it's hysterical. But I like Jameis, and I think Gus. My instinct says I think he's gonna be the guy, and I don't know that they're gonna pick. I don't know that they're gonna draft a quarterback. I was pretty sure they were, but now mm-hmm. I'm not so sure. I think I think Jameis can be. I think Jameis can be Ryan Tannehill like where. He can win you a bunch of games. You can have a fun team, a fun competitive team. But in the playoffs, you're really going to question if he can get it done. But you know what? That's okay because they've only won one Super Bowl in my life. Like if you told me they're going to sign Jameis, they're going to keep Jameis, and for the next six years, he's going to be the he's going to get them to the playoffs. But I'm not going to tell you how they're going to do in the playoffs. I would sign up for that right now. Sure. That means my that means my seasons are fun. I think people get too hung up on. Oh, you got to have a top eight quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Well, yeah, maybe, but if you build everything around, like Jameis can win the Saints game, we know it. Um, so I'm I'm excited about it. But but one thing, Gus, they got to get a receiver. Like like they that you can't have a Kenny Stills quality receiver taking reps. Right. You got they they got to do it. They say they know that they need to do it, <laughs> right. but like like Mickey Loomis, like. I know that, like, I got to lose, I, you know, people say, I know I got to lose 15 pounds. Well, yeah. get on it, buddy. Get on the yeah. treadmill. Well, but, but again, I go back it. to the beginning of our conversation. I, I'm i looking at what's out there. Emmanuel Sanders, I'm looking at, you know, you said Will Fuller. And, I, and I, at the same time, I'm looking at maybe four or five receivers that will be in the neighborhood of 18. And I think I'm going there. I just, like, they got some really good receivers that I think they could happen. I, I don't know. Do you do you think that? Do you see that or not? I don't know. Here's 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 my thing with the draft. I kind of want them to draft Jamison from Alabama so I can make a T-shirt Jamis to Jamison yeah. and put a whiskey <laughs> bottle on it and se- and sell it outside the dome. Yeah. Like, and I know he's got the blown out knee, so that yeah. But but you have a blown out knee quarterback going. You started Quan right. Alexander with That's a blown right. out Achilles, you know, yeah, last right. year. No, but I'm with yeah. you. It, you know, maybe he falls down there. That guy can play. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Traylon Burks. I love Traylon Burks. He's got mm-hmm. size and speed. Mm-hmm. Um, he should be around 18 or later. So my point being, I think you can go get somebody that can plug in and do that. And again. I understand we know the names of Sanders and Fuller and everybody. I get that. But what if there's a younger, faster, better player? And I get, well, he's got to know the system and he's got to, I, I, I understand that. But if we've trusted Mickey Loomis mm. and the scouting and more importantly, since Jeff Ireland's been here, then maybe their inactivity is actually telling us that they believe. And they can find that person to go out there and go do it in the first round. Well, I completely agree. I would like him to, to do both because basically, <laughs> no, I agree. Wanna, I agree. You want because here's the thing: we always think of like the top end, like we're like you got to get a, you got to get, a, you got to get a top end. You got to have like a lead receiver, but really, also too, you want to push the dregs off the roster. Like you don't want Chris Hogan and any still. You don't want that level of receiver taking a snap. Like if you drafted a guy and you got Emmanuel Sanders, and yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is old, but if but if you plugged in Emmanuel Sanders and he, even if he, he was your third receiver or whatever and he and he caught forty three balls, that's eight times what Kenny Stills caught the last year in the same amount of snaps and production. So that's the thing. Like they gotta sort of 
maybe call it the floor or whatever. They got to tighten up the back end of receiver just as much as the front. And that's why, that's why to me, it's multiple guys. Because you want to push those guys that took the snaps during the year off the roster. Little Jordan, those, those kind of guys, like they just, they just weren't NFL quality enough, Gus. You know, they, they just, they just aren't. No doubt. Ralph Marlboro, as always, man, appreciate the time. Thank you, as always, Tur. Uh, we'll, we'll talk next Wednesday. Maybe the Saints will sign a receiver by then. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they'll sign Honey Badger and I can take a day off from work and you can just call me up and I can just celebrate. That's what I want. I think you're ready to do that. That's Saints Forecast over on Twitter, Saints Happy Hour Podcast. No doubt you will have info on both, especially if that happens. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. All right. Anytime, guys. Yep. There he goes. Ralph Barbro, quick break. We'll come back. We'll check in on the intern, see uh, how people are reacting to our questions of the day here as well. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily. Plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. Homa. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. College basketball's best dunkers and sharpshooters will gather in New Orleans on Thursday, March 31st, for the most exciting college hoops night of the year. Join celebrity judges Alvin Kamara and Jamar Chase at the State Farm College Slam Dunk in three-point championships at Xavier University's Convocation Center and kickstart the ultimate college basketball weekend downtown. Tickets start at just $10 and are going fast. Buy your tickets now at collegeslam.com. Don't miss the action on Thursday, March 31st. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Some stones. Believe me, he is no wuss. His legend lives on. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. A pair of questions of the day. We'll bring in Jordan, the intern, here to see how those are going. Sir, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. Have you hunkered down yet? The weather is coming, sir. Yeah, um, it's, it's starting to get really windy over here. Yeah, it's been windy. I can hear it, uh, the little whirly bird upstairs, uh, above us going bananas here a little bit. But a uh, couple of questions today you threw out there. What do you got? Yeah. So one's a poll question and it's should the Lakers shut down LeBron for the rest of the season? 57% say yes. 8% say no. And 34% say, I don't give a Pell flock up. Whoa. So that is, whoa. That is okay. your poll question of the day. And the other one, has to do with, I guess, now a former 
NFL player, played for your New Orleans Saints, Malcolm Jenkins. Saints fans, how will you remember Malcolm Jenkins' career? How will you remember his career? Like, what what stands out to you? I've seen some people bring up the fact of, you know, the running down of the Cowboy receiver in one play. Um, you know, just, I guess, being a team leader, being an activist, being able to go win two Super Bowls and beating Manning and Brady in both of those Super Bowls as they were the quarterbacks. How do you remember Malcolm Jenkins? I think I remember him more for the, you know, the first, years with the Saints rather than the, the the last years with the Saints and even the same with the Eagles I mean I know I don't keep as much track as I do with the Saints as I do you know, I mean as I do with I, the, the Eagles as much as I do with the Saints but uh, I think the better parts of his career was when he was you know mainly with the New Orleans Saints and just the impact that he had on the field uh, kind of like you were saying mm. so the Saints get about $1.2 million back in the salary cap, but he's still going to be on the books for a couple of hits, dead money here, over the next couple of uh, seasons. But, you know, when you look at everything overall, I, I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people are freaking out today that the Saints starting safeties last year are no longer with the team. Marcus May, the Jets comes on over. Coming back from an Achilles, maybe a suspension involved there as well. And now Jenkins retires. Whether it's PJ Williams, I know some say, hey, go get Tyron Matthew. And, you know, CD Deuce could maybe do that. It, it, it is a hit that you have two starters that worked together the last couple of seasons aren't there. So th- that is a bit of a void in an all passing lead. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and I saw a lot of people over on Twitter now saying, hey, Tyron Matthew, come home to New Orleans. So, hey, I'm sure that the, the Saints have been looking at several different options um, kind of to replace Malcolm Jenkins. But uh, I just saw something that Will Guillory tweeted out mm-hmm. there two minutes ago. Um, Zion Williamson is getting some shots up at shoot-around. So, oh, I, got, I hey. got it right here. I see the tweet. Let's see. <laughs> Here it is from three, left corner, no good. Another three from the left corner, that's no good either. Maybe this one, Jordan, the third try, that's in, that's in, Zion. Wait, wait, try again, the fourth time, that's in. Two for two, Jordan, in the 14-second video shared by Will Guillory from the left corner, three. You ready? Ready for him to come in? I'm ready for him to come in. I, I see both sides of the kind of the spectrum Damn. when it comes to, to Zion. I, I, obviously, you don't want to, you know, risk it. I mean, you're gonna if you do make the playoffs, you're gonna be facing the Phoenix Suns. So, I mean, that's I don't want to sound, you know, you know, break down like a good thing that the Pelicans made the playoffs, but you're you're not gonna win that playoff series. So, I just say just rest them up for the rest of the you know the rest of the season. Hopefully, the postseason and. Bring them back next year. By the way, it's not helping that LSU football just posted a tweet. All eyes on seven. It's Tyron Matthew addressing the entire LSU football team. Uh, he actually retweeted a post from the LSU football team saying, hey, imagine Tyron Matthew being a coach. And he said uh, he'd be a mixture of a couple of different coaches. But I thought it was kind of cool to sort of see that as well. 
he definitely is around here, you know. And he's and, been around here the past couple yeah, of days. No, he he hasn't gone anywhere. He's just, but no, I think it's kind of cool that you see that because he I want to say I'm trying to get the exact phrase uh, on what he retweeted, and he said he just tweeted a minute ago. It was an honor. So he addressed the entire football team. So he said it was an honor there, and then also. Um, he loved uh, being able to be the quarterback. I mean, the a coach kind of on that situation. Here he is. He says, "I would be a mix of Coach Lee Collins and Deion Sanders um, as a coach there." So it definitely looks like the door is open, at least from the LSU standpoint of maybe, you know, whenever that day does come for Tyron to, to call it a day to go be a coach. But Saints fans definitely want him in. I look to me, I can't imagine they haven't called him already, right? I mean, he's at least a player you. You pick up the phone and call, right? I mean, I gotta imagine that's happened. Well, I'm sure the Saints already knew. I mean, this wasn't the. I agree. The, the, yes. I mean, they they knew Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. I mean, they had social media posts ready as soon as he made the announcement. Well, Dennis so. Allen yesterday, right, was asked about you know um, about him, and he and he just said you have to ask him that because he didn't want to announce it uh, when it comes on that. Here's what Dennis Allen had to say about the safeties overall. Uh, yesterday, I think, look, in a perfect world scenario, yes, um, but it doesn't always work out that way. Um, I go all the way back to, you know, when I was here the first time we won the Super Bowl and it was Roman Harper and, and, and Darren Sharper and they were two different types of players. And so um, I think it's our job as coaches to figure out exactly who we have and how we have to utilize those players. Um, and certainly in a perfect world scenario, you like to have the flexibility that, you know, they can both be, uh, play back and play, play down in the paint. But it, 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 uh, it's probably, um, the exception to the rule rather than the rule. All right. So that kind of gives him an idea of how he sort of looks at it from that safety position. I, I don't know. You heard Scott, you heard Ralph. There's a little panic in people's world. I know you. If they don't have, you know, moves on Monday, legal tampering. You're a little nervous. Where are you right now when it comes to this team? Um, honestly, Gus, I don't know. Like, I'm just gonna, you know, fly to say I don't know where I'm at with that team, and I feel like that's okay. I feel like that's okay that you know some Saints fans don't know what they're going to receive from this team next mm-hmm. year because everything is kind of gonna is going to be new. So, I think you know it's not always bad to. You know, go into something not knowing right. what you're going to get get into or what you're going to receive. I think uh, what we saw from Jameis in the first couple of games that he was starting, I think there's some, you know, um, things to look forward to on that perspective. But, I mean, you have a new head coach and you don't know how, you know, he's going to bring the locker room together and kind of, you know, transition from the Sean Payton era to the Dennis Allen era. Right. And you really don't know. I as much as I'd like to say that, hey, everything's going to be fine. I mean, this thing could, you know, go south quick. But at the same time, I still have a lot of faith that it's going to be the same offensive system in place like DA said yesterday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to cut you off there, but we got a minute left. And did you see Tyron Matthew through the first pitch yesterday at the LSU baseball game? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, doing everything, huh? No, he's, he's doing everything. He's coaching the football team. He's he's throwing the first pitch at the baseball. Somebody just signed him already. <laughs> uh, the man wants to be in this area. Let's go. Let's get it done. I'm with you. I I, I don't know. I, I think especially 
maybe where he's at, maybe you can you can find a way to structure a deal that makes everybody happy. So we'll see on that. I see Uncle Earl is on hold, so I'll go to you right at the top of the hour break. So we'll take that break, get going. Jordan, go hunker down and um, prepare for this storm, and we'll talk again tomorrow, sir. Sounds good. I'll be listening. There we go. Take care. Um, hour two is in the books. We'll be back with hour three. Uncle Earl will lead off with you. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. I'm Pablo Torre, host of ESPN Daily, where every morning we present the best sports story of the day. And ESPN Daily is presented by Supercuts. Supercuts is the perfect way to get a haircut if you're someone who doesn't have time for a haircut. You just check in on the Supercuts app or you walk in for a quality cut. The highly trained stylist at Supercuts can always give you that fresh cut feel.